KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting week at The Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Stella Hill. Everybody, I'm so glad to have you back with me one more week, listening to something else that I have to say, because you either think it's worth listening to or it's worth arguing about. So either way, thank you. I'm glad you're here. I drove up today from my new home in Las Vegas to be here in St. George to record these shows live for you. So even if you're not listening to me record them live, I am recording them live. Today, as always, I got some cool stuff for you, stuff I've been putting a lot of thought into. Let me start with my all same stuff as always, guys. I don't expect you to believe a word I say. In fact, I kind of hope you don't, at least until you've put a lot of your own thought into it. Because I don't want you to believe anything I say just because I say it. And I don't want you to do anything that I do just because I do it. But if something that I say strikes a chord of curiosity within you, I hope that you follow that. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. It's a, uh, you know, the world we live in, kind of crazy. There's always something going on. I try not to watch the news, but once in a while... Something that's a big enough deal pours over even into my world and requires or elicits some type of reaction. I have had a lot of thoughts, specifically over the last while, related to human rights. And they took me in some different directions than you might have expected. I am going to go this way with this. We have a problem in the world, and I call this the union mistake. Anytime somebody starts doing something with good intentions, they often think that it validates and excuses the poor behaviors that come later. For example, a friend of mine was at a bar and she was flirting with the guy, but the guy was kind of being a little bit aggressive. And her friend, her other friend, stepped in just to check in, just to be kind, just to make sure that everything was all right. And in doing that, I believe he was, I wasn't there, so it's hard for me to say exactly, but I believe he was in the right in supporting his friend. What happened after that, though, was things got a little bit heated. And that guy, well, more than one person that was involved had less than kind behaviors to the others. And none of that was acceptable. But one thing that I watched happen through the whole scenario was the guy who had stepped in to begin with, the one who was helping, he seemed to think that it was okay for him to be a jerk as long as he was helping his friend. And I think that that's where he made a mistake. Because I think that altruism does not defy accountability. It does not absolve you of accountability. We've talked some before about how emotions defy logic. 
that when you are emotional, it's very difficult to process something logically. It's very difficult to process something emotionally and logically at the same time. It's why we struggle so much. It's not easy to do. And when we are emotional, the more emotional we are, the harder it is to be logical. Emotions defy logic. And one thing that I've found in my observation of the world is that very often altruism defies accountability. And I'm not saying it should. I'm not agreeing with it. But it's something that I have observed happening in behaviors. Altruism often seems to defy accountability or deny accountability. Wherein, if a person steps into a situation with good intentions, they seem to believe that they can be a jerk, that they can have poor behaviors, that they can possibly even harm others, and yet it's okay. And sometimes we might call this for the greater good. But it happens all the time around us, and we kind of don't really notice. And the point that I want to make is we need to notice. Because these places, organizations, and situations are around us all the time. And very often, we're engaged, we're involved, or we ourselves are guilty of this without even realizing it. So consider, I call it the union mistake, because this is absolutely something that can happen to unions. Unions almost always are started, are begun under the best of intentions to improve situations for workers. Who wouldn't want that? That is something that we absolutely do want. However, something within the organization, for some reason, when the power changes within the organization, it's easy enough for just the power structure to change for a new leader to come in or maybe a cycle of two or three new leaders before the initial wonderful intentions that this organization was started with are now dust in the ground and possibly even the opposite of what the organization is pushing for now. This happens with unions. It happens with governments. It happens with armies. It happens with churches and religions. It happens with nonprofit organizations. It happens with me and it happens with you. Another example, insurance companies. There are so many organizations, for example, that are started, that are begun under holy, wonderful intentions. But, and, and some types of governments, like perhaps socialism, might even qualify under some of the same qualifications. Whereas it is begun with the first and best intentions. However, because there's not enough structure in place to maintain that intention. The behaviors within the organization change to where they're no longer altruistic. They're no longer protecting. And yet because they started this organization under the umbrella of altruism, they feel like they can get away with it. And I think they feel like they can get away with it because largely they do. If you're a union guy, I believe your union does and has done good things for you. But I'm also concerned that it might not be. If I believe that is true for many, many, if not all, organizations and situations around us. At the very least, 
I'm not saying that every single organization is going to become corrupt and fall. But if it's not protected against that, it's much more likely and is at very least at risk of it. And here's what we have to watch for. We have to be aware of that. If we are a part of any organization that the intent, original intention of that organization becomes deleted and in fact becomes the opposite of, if you're a part of that organization, it is your responsibility to get out of that organization. Regardless of the altruistic intent under which any organization or was created, when the organization can be easily corrupted by something as small as a change of leadership, that organization is at risk of losing its original intrinsic integrity and may even come to represent the opposite of the original intent for which it was created. As this potential exists so widely, it is the moral responsibility of every ethical man and woman to reevaluate their associations and, if necessary, abandon such organizations and denounce them as corrupt. So that means that if your organization started out, great, but it's not now. Once you see that, you have a responsibility to stand up and speak it out. Because if you are in an organization that started in, with the intention of helping people and that has turned around and is now causing harm, if you're part of that organization, you have a moral responsibility to look around you, see what's going on, and if not only leave that organization, that's one option, you don't have to leave it, maybe you want to stay within it to keep fighting for good, but remember, just because it started good doesn't mean it always is good. And it's your responsibility to evaluate everything that you are a part of to see if it is still worthy of you. If you see yourself as a person with integrity, it is your job to be a part of organizations that also have integrity. Please, how do you know? Check against the union mistake. What was this organization started for? Is this organization being followed still today for the reason it was started for? Are people being helped? And if the answer to those things is no, then that organization needs some reevaluation. I think that all of us have seen this at some point in time and have been hurt by it when something that we started with came back and, and kind of bit us in the butt and hurt us. Now, I also believe that equality is not purchased through revenge or condemnation. I believe that liberation is purchased through truth. When these organizations and people, let's say a politician, goes into politics because he has the best intentions for the people around him, for his constituents, for his home where he came from, and then when he gets to D.C. and finds out that the political game doesn't work the way they taught him in eighth grade history, and that he's actually going to have to sacrifice some of his integrity in order to accomplish the things that he wants, he slowly may find himself slipping out of what he once stood firm in, under the guise of maintaining it. 
This is something we are all at risk for. This is dangerous and it can lead to harm. And it is the responsibility of every single one of us to be aware of the situations and organizations that we involve ourselves in, what we commit ourselves to, what we sign our names with. And how far we're willing to tolerate the original intention being twisted before we step up and speak out. So, guys, I have one of these. It's not entirely a new one because you've heard me speak about this before. You've heard me speak about my faith, my previous faith before. Because I was raised religiously. And there's something that was taught in my religion, not just my religion, but across Christian religions. And I've found this teaching to be very confusing, and I want to call it out. If you believe two different things that are in contradiction, like that the Spirit will leave you alone if you ever sin, And that the spirit is your constant companion. You can't believe both of those things at the same time without causing some stress. That's called cognitive dissonance. And I experienced in my life a tremendous amount of cognitive dissonance every time I questioned something about my religion that didn't make sense to me. But also because I wanted so much to be a good girl and believe in it, try to explain how it worked in my head. And that gave me a headache. There's a thing that gave me a headache for a long time. Because... I believe in Christianity, and not only in the religion in which I was raised, let's be clear. But in American Christianity, there's two types of, there's two different things that a certain way, two different ways a certain thing is taught. When you go back to the Bible and go back to Adam and Eve, and tell, I'll tell you the truth, I don't even know if that story actually is real. There was a time I did believe it. I don't necessarily know anymore, but whether it's an allegory or whether it's fact, Let's talk about it. Because I was taught this story two ways. One way that I heard most of, actually, was that, first of all, here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Uh, men will be pu- not be punished for their own s- men, men will be punished for their own sins, not for Adam's transgression. That was one thing that my church specifically taught. And I thought that was pretty cool because I talked to people and went to other churches who they had to defend themselves and not go to hell and repent for the stuff that that Adam did, and that never made sense to me. Um, so when it comes to Eve, one way that I was taught was that Eve, Adam was offered the fruit in the garden. He said no. Eve was offered the fruit. She was weak. She gave in. And now we all recognize that women aren't as good as men, not as strong as men, uh, not as faithful as men, and... Um, even though, honestly, I feel like that is absolutely ridiculous. I also feel like that is the story and that is the narrative that pervades American Christianity. Now, there's another part of that story or another version of that story. The other version of that story is that after Adam refused the, the fruit and the, the serpent offered it to Eve, she realized that God had given her two different commandments and that she could not 
obey both commandments at the same time. First of all, that makes me ask, what's up, God? A just God does not give you two commandments that you can't do both of them at the same time. I got a problem with that. But aside from that, she realized she couldn't do it. And she was smart enough, wise enough to realize that if the human race was going to be born, she had to eat the fruit, which meant they were going to get kicked out of the garden. And in making this decision, it was one of the hardest decisions and one of the smartest decisions that anyone on earth ever made. And in some scenarios, I have been taught that we need to give Eve more credit for this. And in fact, that's what I believe. I believe that that is far more true than the first version, assuming that the story is true. I cannot believe in the first version of that, that Eve was just weak. Especially having been taught that we don't blame men now for the fall of Adam. So it seemed really weird to me that we were blaming women now for the fall of Eve. And yeah, that might seem like really weird. Of course we're not doing that. Della, what are you talking about? We don't do that. Really? Are you sure? Maybe you just didn't get that part of it. Because I think if you were to survey Christian women in this country across all Christian religions, you'd be very likely to find that they feel that we as women are not seen as good as the men, are not viewed, are not respected, are not treated as good as the men. And this is, in fact, something that we're taught from the time that we're little because we're always taught to give in. We're always taught to do what our elders say. We're always taught to let the men choose. In fact, we're always taught to not be sluts, but then nobody tells us how to say no when a scary situation arises and someone else wants to take advantage of our bodies. Guys, that really screwed me up. Let me tell you, being blamed and shamed for having someone look at my body, and yet within the very rooms where I was blamed and shamed for the body that God and I created, no one ever taught me how to tell someone else, don't touch me. In fact, what I was taught in those rooms was to give in to my elders and the men around me. I have a problem with that. Because instead of being taught that I am noble because I'm a daughter of Eve and Eve made one of the hardest and smartest decisions anyone's ever made, the women in Christianity today are taught the opposite of that, that they're less than, that because Eve ate the fruit, she must not be as smart as Adam and then none of us are either. And guys, I can't swear on the radio or I would tell you how I really feel about that. But the reason I'm telling you now is because it's something that I used to kind of believe, partially believe, if not fully believe. And it was something that I used to stand behind. And I'm here to tell you, I know better now. And I'm teaching better now. Because I used to kind of just play along with the idea that maybe women weren't as good as men. I knew that wasn't real. But that was what my entire culture within my church, outside of my church, within my entire culture of my country. And other women in other religions felt the same way. So I kind of just went along with it until I started thinking for myself. And that piece of doctrine 
was one of the biggest pieces that really caught me and made me go, hang on a minute. That doesn't feel right to me. And in fact, one evidence that this is not taught correctly as it should be is that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints even changed their temple ceremony and changed their temple videos so that instead of causing Eve to look like she was taking the blame and then also making all the other women take the blame with her, they changed the videos so that Eve is now honored and credited for making the right choice. And I give credit to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for recognizing that they were doing it wrong and teaching better. The problem that I have with them since then is that's where they stopped. No one explained to the members of the church, hey, we changed this temple ceremony, including the covenants that you have made with God, and we're not informing you. And it feels to me like the reason that they didn't do that is because if they do that, then they really have to tell us why they changed the video. Because if they tell us why they changed the video, then maybe they'll have to admit that women are as noble as men every bit. And if they start teaching that, they might have to start treating women differently. Not just within the LDS church, but within Christendom and within North America and within this country and within this world. Honestly, once they had realized that they were teaching it wrong and even started teaching it right, I can't imagine any reason why they're not teaching it all over everywhere to everybody. That piece of doctrine that Eve is noble and so are women today seems like one of the most amazing and powerful pieces of God's truth that we could be sharing on the earth now. Why the... Aren't they? And I can't tell you why... They would refuse to teach the truth. But I bet you can kind of guess for yourselves. And I'm not saying every single Christian has it out for women. I don't believe that. But I believe that there are some people who don't want women to be fully respected and don't want women to be fully honored and maybe don't want to have to give up some of the power that they think they have if they think a woman might be seen equal to them and might come try to take it from them. I don't know if that's not why they're teaching the truth, but that seems like it could be one of the reasons. So what I did was I was very, very entrenched in an organization, and that organization had a lot of really, really good intentions and served a lot of people and was full of a lot of good people. But I came to realize that the intentions upon which this organization was founded no longer carried it. And this was really sad for me, guys, because I loved that organization, and I loved the story that I had been taught to believe in. But I cannot stand idly by now that I see what the truth really is now that I see what the truth is and that men are afraid to teach it, it is my responsibility to stand up and point that out. And if I don't, then I am complicit. Because I believe that if you are aware 
that the gospel is being manipulated for the purpose of the subversion of women. And if you are not willing to stand up and call it out and teach better, then you yourself are complicit in the subjugation of women through spiritual abuse. And that might sound like some pretty powerful words, but I mean every one of them. I know my morality on this, and I'll back it up. I talk about the truth a lot. I hope I speak the truth a lot. I can't promise you that I always speak the truth, but I can encourage you to listen to yourself because you have your own access to the truth. You have your own truth teller inside you. And every single thing that I say or that anybody else says, your truth teller speaks up and tells you if it's true or not. I've said a lot of things and I don't expect you to believe or agree with any of it until you take some time to consider. But hey, listen to this again. And look again at how the people in our world refuse to honor the women, refuse to give them the nobility that Mother Eve deserves from the very beginning and that every single one of her children, daughters, and sons deserve as well. You don't have to agree with me, but for heaven's sake, please consider it. Women in our world have been subjugated and held down for at least the last 2,000 years. Thank God that we're not burning them at the stake anymore for carrying flowers around in their pockets. But we are still blaming them for what Eve didn't do. And if you want to be better, it's time to be better. And that's Stella with The Extraordinary Talk Show. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.